You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pump fakes, looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What up, folks? This is Hawk Talk with me, your host, Michael Bumpus, along with my producer, Nasa Choby. The Seahawks beat the Eagles 17-9. It went down to Philly on the road and got it done. They are 6-0 on the road, the best road team in all the land. And like always, we're bringing in Big Ray Roberts to get some analysis. How you doing, Ray? I'm all right, buddy. How you doing this morning? Hey, can't complain. Hawks get the win. I'm sitting here chopping it up with my boys. Life is great. <laughs> First question I got for you, man. How impressive has this defense been the last two weeks? Dude, they've been playing some really good football. And the thing that I like is uh, the physicality of how they have been playing up front. All the defensive linemen have uh, really been uh, pulling their weight and and. The thing that's cool is that they're, they're doing what they do best. So Al Woods and Puna Ford are, like, clogging up the middle in the run game. Then you have now Anza had a sack and a half uh, yesterday. And, and so, you know, getting after the quarterback. And now even Shaquem Griffin coming in and, and providing some speed and energy off the edge. So everybody's kind of maximizing what it is that they bring to the table. And, uh, and, and as a result, the whole defense is playing well. I think Paul Moyer pointed out, yesterday that even the secondary is even playing coverage better so all of that stuff uh, equates to having a better defense and better defensive outcomes well you're an offensive lineman you block for the the running backs you protect the quarterback how important was it for Rashad Penny to have the game like he did yesterday you know I think that's the you know obviously that's what uh why they drafted him in the first round like he has that kind of uh that home run ability we just haven't been able to quite see it and uh based on you know, information uh, that I found out over overnight, uh, you know, they were really interested in giving him more time yesterday based on how he's been performing in practice. And so he really rewarded them with a very solid football game yesterday. And he had some very timely runs. The the one big run that he took to the house was a well-executed play that uh, the Seahawks haven't run in a while. It's a, they have a quick uh, trap play. And uh, Yupati came across and trapped uh, the tackle. Um, and then um, – Fetty had a nice uh, field block on the linebacker, and even Hollister kind of walled off the outside linebacker, which created a nice lane for Penny to just hit at full speed. Uh, he didn't get really touched until uh, he ran the dude over at about the five-yard line to get into the end zone. So it was really good to see uh, the execution of that play, but also to see Penny uh, be able to hit it and then show us that speed that, uh, that he had coming out of San Diego State. Yes, sir. Now you talked about Shaquem Griffin a little earlier. Um, it seems like he kind of found his role on this defense. He's kind of in that tweener. Pete Carroll said he's like a, a tweener between actually a safety and a linebacker, but they're using him on that edge. Do you like his new role on this defense? You know what? Like, uh, you have a guy with a lot of speed, and I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I kind of had some skepticism, like, going in, into it uh, just because he's not a very big dude. Uh, but if he just kind of specializes on just really trying to use his speed around the corner, I don't know. They'll get a, a, a handful of sacks, but he'll get enough pressures and opportunities to, to force the quarterback to have to step up, which then gives the inside guys a little more opportunity to get after the quarterback. So I liked what he did yesterday. He was very disruptive, which is just as important as him, uh, you know, maybe getting sacks. But he had the one 
blow up of the I don't know what they're trying to do. The one play they were trying to run, he blew it up and they fumbled and uh, and uh, Quinn Jefferson picked up the ball. So uh, he was very disruptive. His energy is is really good for the defense. Uh, his speed is really good for the defense. So uh, after having some skepticism about it, I was pretty pleased with how he performed yesterday. Nice. Yesterday, Russell had an okay game, not great numbers, but did enough to get the win. How would you grade the overall performance of the offense yesterday? You know what? Like, uh, coming out, out of the bye week uh, with the way they were rolling all season long, uh, I would really have to give them maybe because we got the win, I guess I can elevate it to like a B minus, but it was so up and down. Like, they never seemed to really get into any kind of rhythm. Uh, they, you know, they had, it seemed like they had first and 20 like a million times. And, uh, and so it was really hard to kind of get into any kind of rhythm. The passing game didn't seem to really come together. And then even the, the, the running game was a little choppy at times. So, uh, but they did enough to get the win. So I, I would, I would tweak it up to like a, a B minus. And I expect them to be, uh, a little bit more in rhythm, uh, this week. I think, I think maybe they were just a little bit rusty coming out of the bye week. And, and to be honest with you, um, you know, it is a little shift in, in, in the mentality a little bit when you go from Carson to Penny because it's more of a physical style with Carson and more of a, uh, I don't want to say finesse, but it's more speed-oriented when you go to to, uh, to Penny. And so I think that may have kind of thrown off the mojo just a little bit. But uh, I expect them to get back into the groove and Russell get back into the groove uh, this upcoming week. I feel it. They need to against these Vikings on Monday. Uh, the Hawks are 6-0 and on the road. I feel like they're not getting enough hype. Do you feel that way as well? You know, there's so many other teams, like you said, in the NFC, there's, what, three teams, three or four teams that are nine and two, and there's a lot of other people that are doing, like, eye-catching kind of a thing. So, like, you look at San Francisco last night, their defense was just unbelievable in the way they just kind of wiped out Green Bay. And you look at Lamar Jackson and all the stuff. There's so many storylines this year that are uh, that are kind of eye-catchers that the things that are really consistent and just kind of uh, 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 people that are just really consistent in what they do, are kind of getting faded to the background because of the shiny object uh, that is going on. So, yeah, I do think that they get overlooked a little bit, and then people are still trying to figure out exactly, you know, who they are and, and, and what, you know, what the defense is and what the offense is and all these other kinds of things. And uh, But I, I think the consistency of how they play gets overlooked because of, it's getting overlooked by all the other shiny objects in the league. I understand that. So the Hawks are 9-2. and two. Um, going into a five-game stretch, they got Minnesota on Monday. They go to L.A. They go to Carolina, Cardinals, and then finish at home against the 49ers. How confident are you in this football team right now? Oh, uh, you know what? I, I had, at the beginning of the season, I had put them down for nine wins. And uh, I think they're going to blow that out of the water. I, I, I would imagine that in most of those games going down the stretch, they're going to be favored to win. And uh, and so I have a lot of confidence in especially how they're playing on defense now. And then obviously Russell is not going to have another quarterback rating in the 70s. He's always up around the 90s or, you know, in the over 100. And so I think uh, with that combination of Russell getting back into his MVP rhythm and the defense raising their elevate, um, elevating their play, uh, I have a lot of confidence that we're going to win uh, our share. I don't know if we can run the table. But three and two, four and you know, four and one, something like that down the stretch. Uh, I, I can I can see that happening. Well, I'm right there with you. I hope you're right, Big Ray. Like always, appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to join us, my man. Oh, always, anytime for you, Bumpus. All right, man. Talk to you. Peace. 
Moving along, we're going to get to our main takeaways, what we learned from this game. One, the Seahawks prove what we saw last week against the 49ers was no fluke, Naz. This defense is real. They're playing fast, and they're out there hitting guys and turning the ball over. Well, it, you love to see it, too, because like um, they get out there, and Philly could not do anything. They couldn't do anything, no matter what they wanted to do. Our defense, whether it was the defensive line, the secondary, the linebackers, that's going to be a theme of this podcast. The defense is real. They put it on film. The confidence is there in building with the young guys. And that's just going to be who they are from now on. I'm speaking into existence. There you go. This is who they are. This is who they are. Once again, the Hawks prove they can win a game in any way possible. This time the game was a defensive struggle, and they showed they're up to the challenge. Like we said, we're talking about that defense. When the offense was struggling – the defense came through and got it done, and that's what great football teams do. It's like a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Where I'm weak here, you're strong there, and vice versa. Love what I saw out of that defense. Seahawks win the turnover battle, creating five turnovers. Trey Flowers with a pick. McDougal with a pick. Diggs almost had a pick at the mm-hmm. beginning of the game. Fumble recoveries. Quinn Jefferson trying to toss the ball laterally. <laughs> I mean, this was a fun game to watch on that defensive side. No, well, they're just flying around. Two weeks in a row, once again, I said they, they showed us who they are, and they're getting after the ball. Pete Carroll talks about – it's all about the football, whether it's protecting the ball on offense and getting turnovers on defense. And for the second week in a row, they show what they can be. Like, I love the activity in the secondary. I love the defensive line. Like, they're always around the ball. They're in great position, and they're making a lot of plays. If there is a negative we had to pull from this game, they put the ball on the ground too many times. It's almost yeah. like we expect a fumble um, during the game. I hope this doesn't continue. What do they have to do to stop this? Can you do anything to stop the fumbles? I don't know, Bump. You're a coach. I mean, it's – some of them with Carson have been, you know, like the weird, like a good play by the defense, like a good punt, this and that. Like even last last night or whatever, you know, there's a play where Carson clearly didn't get the check. He thinks it's a, a play action run. He's not even looking at Russ. Russ trying to give him the ball. So there's little things that can be fixed. I just hope that whatever happens, Chris just continues to be true to who he is and doesn't change his running style. It's disappointing. It hasn't bit them in the butt yet, and I just hope they can find a way to correct it because despite all that, they're still finding ways to win games. Still finding ways to win. Another takeaway, no clowny, no problem. Seahawks defense line balled out for the second week in a row, and there was an onset sighting. That is what got me most excited because we know he's been struggling with injuries and trying to put on weight. For him to show up when he's needed the most with the absence of clowny was awesome to see. Well, in it- – Pete's talked about it. You know, I don't think we give enough credit because everyone's like, where's Onside, who's our big offseason, you know, addition? He should be doing X, Y, Z. The man had a messed up shoulder, which means he couldn't do certain things that you want to do, lift and keep up his weight. So he was he was underweight. And he's finally kind of getting back to that. And it was awesome to see him there. He was he you could see because he that he's getting back to the way he wants to be because he was able to bull rush guys. He's able to do his strength stuff, which has always been a part of his game. And when he can do that and he's balling out, now any single person on that D-line, what we talked about at the beginning of the year, everyone thought we were going to see, we're finally now seeing. And if Ons is a part of that, it's going to be trouble for the rest of the league. It's all coming together. Last takeaway, Hawks keep the pressure on the 49ers and improve to 92, which is the second best record in the league. The Niners did dismantle Green Bay last night. Um, Green Bay isn't who we thought they were, it yes. seems like. And yep. the Niners are who we thought they were. So it's setting up to setting up to have a great battle at the end of the year if both teams continue to win. Moving on to top performers. Got to talk about defensive line. We just talked about it a little bit. Ziggy Yonsa, one and a half sacks, two quarterback hits, one forced fumble. Easily his best game as a Seahawk. It's not even close. And honestly, he should have two and a half sacks because he had another one, but it got taken away by a penalty down the field. And he was just active. He was just, he, I mean, you love to see it because he was balling out, man. 
Rasheem Green had a sack. Shaquem Griffin had four tackles, nearly a sack, and was super active. Reed had half a sack and three tackles. Then Puna Ford had a tackle for loss. Whenever Puna makes a play, it just makes me happy. He just looks like a kid out there having fun, balling out. I love seeing Puna make plays. Yeah, he was active, man. That's the thing about this defensive line. I didn't put it on the show sheet, but Quentin Jefferson was another guy who was active in making plays all night long. And, and you just love to see it because he he gives offensive linemen fits. He's, he's low center of gravity. They can't get their hands on him. When he's disruptive, starting him from the inside out, it's, it's a problem. He is a problem. Let's talk about those linebackers. K.J. Right had 12 tackles. You know, you say what you want about KJ. Yeah, he dropped a couple interceptions a few weeks back, but he's a super consistent. That whole linebacker core, I mean, Kendricks had 11 tackles. Bobby had, I think he had six, mm-hmm. six tackles, maybe nine combined. KJ had 12 tackles. They're the most consistent position group on this football team, in my opinion. We knew coming into the year that this was going to be the best linebacking core in the NFL, and they show they continue to show that week after week. And the thing about it too is, so Wags he six tackles, he went over a hundred tackles, which um, which was his eighth straight season of over a hundred tackles. The man is a machine. And the crazy thing is, I heard you talking with Pete Carroll this morning. We still haven't seen that crazy Bobby Wagner football game. We know that's coming yep. Monday night. Would be a great place for that. Ooh. But those boys were balling out. And you mentioned Michael Kendricks, 11 tackles, 11 solo, solo. tackles. That, Brad, that, that is something. You don't see that. People have 19 tackles. They have 9, 11 assists or whatever. He had 11 solo tackles. And people have gotten on Michael Kendricks for missed tackles. And Dave Wyman puts it the best way possible. He gets two plays on some of those where he missed tackles that no one else on this planet would have gotten to. So it looks bad, but you, you can't even look at it that way because, like, okay, well, Michael Kendricks is the only person that could get there. He's super consistent, and he's balling out. Uh, Pete Carroll told me something about Michael Kendricks I didn't know. He ran a 4-4. Say what? A 4-4 four, four at 230 pounds. So this guy is moving. And a lot of his 11 tackles were open field tackles mm-hmm. as well. The for sure tackles, the tackles that you have to make. So everyone who was knocking this man earlier for missing tackles, remember, he's getting there when no one else can. Mm-hmm. And recently, he's been making these open field tackles. Dude is balling. Appreciate him. You got to talk about that secondary now. Trey Flowers had 10 tackles, three passes defended, and one interception. It seems like he's coming into his own right now. He's made that adjustment from that safety to that corner position. He's nice and long. I love his demeanor. He's super calm. The kid has grown up right in front of our eyes. Yeah, he just doesn't panic. Like he's um, when you and when you talk to him, he doesn't even like to acknowledge that he plays safety because he when, the second we moved him to corner, he's I'm a corner yep, now, and that's how he plays it. It was a nice little cover too. Uh, scheme, they, which we don't do a lot. He played it perfectly. Throw the ball to him. He's in great position. Trey, Trey is having a great year. The great thing about his his pick, it's a cover two scheme, so he has the flat. It usually sits around five to eight yards. If your flat isn't being threatened, you drop mm-hmm. into that zone. So he's aware. He wasn't threatened. He dropped into the zone. Wentz tried to throw that cover two honey hole shot. Psh, baller. He made the play. Love it. Shaquille Griffin had four tackles, one pass offended. You know, we got to put him in the in the talks with the most consistent players on this team. Uh, on defense. We talk about that linebacker core. I cannot think of one play this year where I was like, dang, Shaquille. Man, you got to yeah. beat Shaquille. I mean, he, he's everywhere you want him to be. He's always in position, and he's confident. He's playing with that confidence. There's a play. It was third or fourth down 
where uh, he's breaking on a ball and just great fundamentals. He's placed straight through the football. He is a million passes defended. He's always in great shape. One of our favorites. We had him on 100 yards, Michael Bumpus. He, the, man's a, the man's a baller. He's a baller. Bradley McDougal, six tackles, one pass defended, and an interception. Seems like he's getting healthy. He's battled some injuries earlier in the season. He's getting healthy. Then Quandre Diggs, every game, well, he, the second game, mm-hmm. right? but he's two for two. He's going to come downhill, and he's going to light you up. I look forward to seeing that every single week. You can hear it. That's the thing. We're sitting there in the studio for the, when we do the pre and post game show, and you can hear his hits. Like you can hear them on the TV copy, which means you can feel them, which damn sure means wide receivers or other teams can feel it. And he's a small dude, man. Yep. He's probably your size. Yep. And he comes down there and knocks people out, and I love to see it. He brings that physicality. The, the tandem of him and Bradley are playing super well, and that's why this defense is, is trajectory is going through the roof. I think they know who, they, who their safeties are, that's for sure. All right, receiver roundup. No one really jumped out and did anything crazy, but that ball was spread around. Tyler Lockett had one huge catch for 38 yards. You talked to Pete Carroll. He said he wasn't 100%. For him to come out and still make plays is awesome. D.K. Metcalf had three catches for 35 yards. Malik Turner had one huge catch for 33 yards. We'll talk about that play later. First touchdown for the kid. Happy to see that. David Moore had one catch for 31. Mr. Up top. Chris Carson had four catches for 31 yards. Hollister had two for 22. Should have had a touchdown. But after talking to Pete, I guess the win got, uh, got a hold of that ball. Josh Gordon, he's just Mr. Slant for this team so far. One catch for 10 yards. No one really did anything crazy. But they're consistent. Every catch is a big is a big catch. Mm-hmm. You got one for thirty, one for thirty three, one for thirty one, two for twenty two. I mean, they may not have had or put up the numbers that we're used to seeing, but it was consistent across the board. Yeah, and you love it. Like we said last week, there's always a different person that steps up. Whether it's a Josh Gordon, whether it's a David Moore, whether it's DK Metcalf, whether it's Lockett, it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Malik, and you love to see it because again, everyone continues to make plays. So when those big moments come up late in the season, late in big games, they're not going to shy away from it because they've already been there. Yep, been there, done that. Okay, now we're going to go to the coach's corner. This is where I break down the play, and today we're going to talk about Malik Turner's trick play. Russell Wilson finds Malik Turner on the trick play for a 33-yard touchdown. This happened in the first quarter with 5.54 on the clock. In motion is Fant from left to right, the toss right side. Now Carson's going to throw back to Russ, who's looking to throw the ball deep. He's got a man downfield in the end zone. Turner is there. Does he make the catch? He does. Touchdown, Seahawks. From 33 yards out, a little razzle-dazzle by the Seahawks. Carson on the sweep right, back to Russell Wilson, who throws deep, and Malik Turner over the shoulder in the back of the end zone, hangs on, and the Seahawks are on the board, and they lead the Eagles 6-3. Man, hold on a second. A little side note to my guy, <laughs> Dave Wyman. When when he's doing the color, he does a great job, but sometimes he just can't contain himself. Listen to this part again. Does he make the catch? He does. Touchdown. Does he (laughs) make the catch? He does. Touchdown. (laughs) That's true excitement by my man, Dave Wyman. So let's break down the play. This is what happens. Malik Turner is lined up in a tight formation. They put Fant in a motion. Everything about this play says they're going to run the ball. The personnel, the motion. I talked to Pete Carroll. He says Malik is one of their best blockers, and they use him a lot. So that's why he's in for this play. They run a stretch-looking play to Chris Carson. Chris Carson tosses it back to Russell Wilson. He pats the ball two or three times. I'm thinking, Russ, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's giving Malik Turner time to split those safeties, and then he drops a dime right in between the safeties with the wind swirling. It was a great catch. Malik Turner catches his first touchdown and does a little Harlem shake hey, dance hey, in the end zone. A little zone. dirt off the shoulders, A little dude. dirt off the hey. shoulders. Um, what – 
one of the things I like most about this play is that it's disrespectful. You know, it's just disrespectful. Like, hey, look, you got Flea Flicker called on you last week. We're going to do it again, but we're going to hit you for a touchdown. No, and you and you let him know. He said, hey, did you get it corrected? Did you work on it this week in film? Huh? Hey, we got you. Yeah, work on it. Okay, the best thing. What do we get from this game? Seahawks improved from 6-0 and on the road for the first time in franchise history. Six uh, that ties 2013 when they were six and two on the road. Something tells me they're gonna they're gonna eclipse that. Uh, the defensive line has officially arrived. I think it's something we can count on moving forward, and especially because you're hearing different names. It's not always the same name. It's mm-hmm. County Ansa got into the mix. Quinn Jefferson, Reed Knucklewood. Hopefully he's okay. Puna Four got into the mix. Shaquem Green. I just named five or six dudes right there. Yeah, the, the depth is crazy there. And then another dude. Another on top of that, Shaquem Griffin. You have yeah. you have a ton of guys that are coming in there and making plays. Jay Reed kind of had a uh, sprained his ankle. Had to miss the rest of the game. We're hoping he's healthy. Hopefully the extra day on the Monday night gets him back, but when all those dudes are making plays, it's dangerous. It's dangerous. By improving the 9-2, the Seahawks keep their division title on top of playoff C hopes alive. Get your popcorn ready. The last five weeks should be fun. Well, that's all we got for you today, folks. It's been real. I am Michael Bumpus, your host, along with Nasa Chobie. Big ups, Big Ray, for joining us as usual. The Seahawks beat the Eagles 17-9, improved to 9-2, and are making moves. We'll see you next time. <laughs>